This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I know last night did not go according to Hoyle for Wolfpack fans, but there is still reason to celebrate and be excited. First, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament, and this is still a team that can do a lot of damage. Uh, they'll have to play a lot better, maybe not uh, not give up the last 10 minutes, uh, but they can still play really well and go deep in this tournament. Uh, the other thing is that we have history to look back on, and Tim Peeler, NC State historian, who knows more about the history of Wolfpack athletics than any human being I know, is with us on the Adam Gold Show. So uh, we are celebrating the maybe the greatest college basketball game that has ever been played, the 1974 ACC tournament final in overtime where a state beat Maryland. Is that true? No, it's not true at all, Adam. It's not maybe the greatest basketball game ever played. It is definitely the greatest basketball game ever played. (laughs) And that game was played 49 years ago yesterday. So as of today, we are uh, officially can celebrate a full year of the 50th anniversary of that game coming up uh, (laughs) next year. But the game was played in Greensboro. This will be the last time the tournament is in Greensboro for a few years. So they wanted to celebrate that game and get those, some of those players together um, for the first time since that game on March 9th, 1974. So this is like an ACC uh, big 10 challenge. It's not at all like that because it'll be completely and totally interesting. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me choke. Uh, all right, so who's, who's going to, other than you, and people will turn out to see you, I know that, uh, who who is going to be there? So we have three players from each team uh, who uh, participated in that game. Um, these names are probably familiar to most people who are fans of the ACC, but from NC State will be David Thompson, Monty Tao, and Tom Burleson. Uh-huh. And from Maryland will be Lynn Elmore, Tom McMillan, and Mo Howard. You should get him to play three-on-three. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a possibility. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we will have access to a basketball court. But uh, all three, all six of those guys played in the NBA after they uh, finished their college uh-huh. careers. They all have great... Uh, Great resumes for not only basketball for their where they came from, but for life that uh, that they've lived the last fifty years, and uh, they're going to share some of those experiences about that game in particular, but about all the things that they've been through. You know, two of those guys played in the nineteen seventy two Olympics together, Tom McMillan and Tom Burleson, uh, right. so they might have a little bit of insight on that as well. Oh wow, that's uh, that's cool. I wonder if Tom McMillan feels like he was screwed out of this game or not. Uh, let me ask you uh, just about that particular game, one hundred three one hundred in overtime. Just one overtime, no three point shot and no shot clock. How did we get that many points? <clears throat> Those teams, you know, at that time ran up and down the court like crazy. NC State won the nineteen seventy three ACC championship. Um, against Maryland, same same group of guys for the most part. They scored a, over 100 points nine times that season. They did it again in the following season. They like to run. They like to get it up. And when you had uh, when you had David Thompson on your team for NC State, you could get up and down the court. When you had John Lucas running your offense at uh, Maryland, now the, one of the reasons that they were so high scoring there was not a lot of contact at that time so you could go up and down the court you right. weren't fighting 
the way folks do now to get position, to get rebounds, to, um, you know, they're just, there wasn't nearly as much contact at that point. Tim Peeler is with us here. It really still does not explain. Well, here's what I think, uh, to me, what it signifies is that the coaching back then was, I think, probably primarily done during the week, during practice. And then when the game started, the guys just went out and played. And now we have everybody pulling strings and doing this because we have all the mechanisms in place to score more points, and we score about half that. Right. Well, um, NC State certainly uh, was not, overcoached in terms of how you uh, put your <laughs> offense together. Norm said he he was a defensive coach, so he put a whole lot of effort into how he was going to, I guess, nominally stop other teams, but he did put <laughs> effort into how he stopped other teams. Uh, but his offense was take it down the court, Monty, throw it into Burleson a couple <laughs> times. It has to touch Burleson's hands twice, and then you could do whatever you want. I, that's a that's probably a good rule. Uh, so David Thompson had no part in that rule. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Tim Peeler is joining us here, NC State historian. Uh, and so when when are these uh, sessions that people can come out and uh, and see these guys? And I'm not saying touch them, uh, but just to uh, just to bask in the in the glow of really what was a tremendous basketball game and what was really a great ACC rivalry at the time. Absolutely. You know, those two teams played six times in two years. NC State won all of those games, um, which is one of those things that's just completely and totally understandably devastating to Maryland, one of the top five teams in the country both years. Yeah. And they went to the tournament one time uh, in 1973 because NC State, which had beaten them three times, could not go to the tournament (laughs) because of NCAA rules. Um, So there's still a lot of strong emotions about that. So they're going to talk about that tonight prior to the two semifinal games at 5 o'clock at the east wing um, of the uh, Greensboro Sports Complex. It's right as you enter into uh, the Coliseum Complex. It's right across from ACC's Fan Fest. Um, It'll be indoors. All of those guys will be up there. We will moderate. We will show some um, some highlights of that game. I do have that full game on um, uh, digitized and uh, available for viewing. We're not going to show the whole thing because of rights issues, but. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Never before have the entire five minutes of overtime been available for people to uh, see, and we'll have highlights of that tonight and tomorrow night um, before the championship game, two hours before the championship game. These guys will be there for an hour talking, uh, showing some things, having some interactions with the fans. It's completely free to the public. You don't have to have a ticket to the ACC tournament to come and do it. You just got to be able to park and get to the um, um, 
Coliseum complex and uh, come into the East Wing. What do you think the most important or the uh, memorable for you element of this particular game, these particular people is? So this this game was great and remembered for how well it was played, how talented the players were, but you have to realize that in the aftermath of this game, freshman eligibility had been restored, but in the aftermath of this game, because NC State Athletic Director Willis Casey was the chair of the basketball committee, um, the tournament was expanded, uh, the dunk was reinstated, um, national television contract um, came about out of all this. The, the growth and the explosiveness of March Madness came because everybody saw that it was not fair that, A, UCLA kept winning things, NC State broke that dynasty, but it was also not fair to Maryland that they were one of the top five teams in the country and they had no place to go. Right. They could have gone to the NIT, but they didn't want they didn't want to compete for something that wasn't the national championship. And it was a team that very well could have won the national championship had it not been restricted to only one team per conference. This game changed the entire landscape of what college basketball became and what it is now. That is an important takeaway from this. This is why we talked to Tim Peeler uh, at Pack Tim Peeler on Twitter. I appreciate your time. Have fun. Five o'clock tonight. And yep. then uh, two hours before the championship game. So my math tells me 6 o'clock tomorrow night, correct? That's the way it works. <laughs> You're the best, Tim. I appreciate your time, man. Have fun. Tell all the guys. Tell, uh, like, I've spoken to, what, five of the six people on uh, on that panel. The only one I have never spoken to is Mo Howard. I rode the elevator down from my hotel tonight with Mo Howard, and it turned into a... 45-minute conversation. Mo is the best, and he couldn't – the Maryland guys could not be more excited about being here and talking about this this game and the rivalry they had during those two years with the NC State. It's going to be um, a lot of fun. Tim Peeler, the, uh, the preeminent NC State historian – uh, it should be a lot of fun, man. That was uh, that was a tremendous. I still don't understand how they scored all those points with no shot clock and no three point line. Yeah. Uh, 